Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome. I have a question for you this morning. All right. At the first of the year, what do we always do? We start out with a plan of something we're going to do to improve health, pre-improve our life in some way after the first of the year. So a lot of us say, I'm going to go to the gym every every day. They get a little over aggressive there. Or I'm going twice a week. Or they say, I'm starting my diet right after Christmas. And many of us know that we have the best intentions when we say those words. And then... Life gets in the way, and all of a sudden that gym goes to one day a week and then no days a week because we have routines, we have all the other things that demand our time. So we push them aside, not because we want to, but because we just don't have time. Then the diet thing is another important thing that we constantly keep wanting to readdress every year. Every year. How many years have I said I'm going to start a diet after Christmas? Many. So, the exciting thing that you're going to listen to today and learn and walk away with some great ideas is about tiny habits. And Linda Fogg Phillips is our guest today. Let me tell you about Linda. She's work, her work has focused on behavior change and habit design. She is the director of Tiny Habits Academy, which offers trainings that teach individuals, coaches, and businesses how to create habits quickly and easily for themselves and their clients without relying on willpower. Ah. She is the public speaker in cons- consultant well, on the topics of behavior change, habits, and resilience. As the mother of eight children, Linda has had her own behavior change and habit design laboratory for 32 years. She has a master's degree in health promotion and exercise psychology. Linda spent over 30 years studying health behavior, including nutrition, fitness, and mental health. Her mission in life is to help others live a happier, healthier life through creating sustainable lifestyle behavior changes and habits that positively impact health. Linda is the author of two books about understanding the online behavior of adolescents, Facebook for Parents, and Facebook for for Educators. 
Her newest book, Habits for Health and Tiny Habits for Mom, are due to be released in the summer. Now, this, the habits, she is, she gets the benefit of working with very closely with her brother, who is um, Dr. B.J. Fogg, Ph.D., and he also has spent years in this area of habits. He, the creator of Tiny Habits Method, and they work together to bring this work to the world. And I just think that is so awesome that they're like a Donnie and Marie of behavior change. <laughs> Linda, I'm sorry I read that and I thought it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm so excited that we're able to share this information. She is married and has been for 35 years. She is a mother of eight, as I said, and she lives in Las Vegas, Arizona. So welcome, Linda. I am so looking forward to our time together. Oh, thank you so much, Joyce. You made me chuckle with the Donnie and Marie. That has been um, been the tagline that a lot of people have given us. And I take that as a compliment. So they're great. Well, it is. I think, you know, brothers and sisters can work together creating something. I just think that's wonderful. Donnie and Marie are, of course, providing happiness and joy and pleasure for everybody that comes to hear their music. And I guess you are, too, when we can learn habits to help us change and grow. So I'm all for that. But I always, <laughs> I'm all for change here. I'm always or getting better. <laughs> yes, getting better, getting better. I'm always interested in asking my guests why they took this direction. I mean, were you and your brother always this close so that it's interesting that you're both in the same field? Um, yeah, we were always close. I'm, I'm his older sibling. In fact, I'm like four years older than he is. So we've, Mm -hmm. you know, growing up and I was the oldest of seven children and growing up in our family, um, BJ, you know, I call him BJ, obviously my mom still calls him Brian. That's his (laughs) real name. Um, we were always really close, and as he got further and further into the area of behavior change and human behavior, that really piqued my interest. Um, mm-hmm. I spent the first 26 years of my married life raising children, and that's what I really thought I was going to do for the rest of my life, and really, yeah. I was one of those strange women that was very happy um, being a, a full-time mom and never really wanted anything else. That really was what I wanted to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. So I love children, obviously, if I have eight. So uh, mm-hmm. the reason, you know, the transition into getting into this was pretty interesting because I was always interested in BJ's work, even when I didn't see myself, uh, you know, working outside of mm-hmm. my home. I was mm-hmm. really interested in his work and actually participated in some of his uh, studies and experiments. Um, you know, not like rat experiments or mice experiments, but, you know, <laughs> just, you know, tracking what my kids were doing and, you know, really yeah. understanding human behavior. Um, then in 2008, we had a tragedy in our family. My 20 year old son passed away unexpectedly Mm. and it just like, we're very, very close. And it just really Uh was devastating to all of us. Yes. And at that point in time, you know, I was struggling, um, Mm -hmm. just struggling to get through that. And for about a year, I was pretty apathetic. In fact, you know, pretty much, pretty much depressed. Because mm-hmm. I just couldn't handle or overcome. I just couldn't, even though I have a strong belief in God, I was really struggling with his loss. 
2009, I had a pretty serious horse accident. At this point in time, we lived on a horse ranch. You know, horses were my passion along with my kids. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a serious horse accident that should have killed me, and it did. Really? But what it did, yeah. But it, that's where I really had an awakening. Um, I I was life lighted to uh, UMC here in Las Vegas, the trauma hospital. I did not uh, regain consciousness until the next day. And when I mm-hmm. did, the very first thought that I had in my head was this exact phrase, and it was, "Your life has just been saved." And you better damn well figure out why. And really? that, yeah, it's like, and so that that really was a blessing for me. That mm-hmm. accident because it pulled me out of my downward spiral, yes. my slump, or feeling you know apathetic, and and, and I realized that um, the type of accident that I had killed most people, or at least put them in wheelchairs. Um, wow. I was able to walk out of the hospital in a matter mm-hmm. of a week. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, still beat up a little bit and had broken ribs and concussion and mm-hmm. everything. But, but yet I had a new awakening. I had an understanding that I had a mission and it mm-hmm. was my responsibility to figure out what this mission was. And it put me on a journey, which took me right back to BJ, mm-hmm. which was helping people find the path of hope and evidence mm-hmm. that they can make changes in their life and that they can overcome their trials also. And primarily that they can create habits of resilience so that they can live a happier life, no matter mm-hmm. what is thrown at them in their lives. So that was my path to really working professionally with G- BJ and really getting on a mission of how can we help people create the life they want through their habits and behaviors. Give them back the power. Yeah. Well, what is this thing that we all go through in trying to create new habits on our own, and then we get Life just seems to come in, and although we had the best of intentions when we made that commitment, two weeks later, it's like, I can't can't do it because I have too much else to do. It's like it loses its importance. What is that that's going on? Well, what that is, and unfortunately... When, when habits, you know, you mentioned New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. uh, where we've all done New Year's, New, Year's, New Year's resolutions, and by the second week, you know, they, you know, it's like, oh, you've given up on them. And you felt like a failure. You thought, oh, oh you do. Failure. I can't do this either. Mm-hmm. And that's really harmful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not your fault, or, you know, it's not our fault if those don't work, because we really haven't been taught the proper way to create habits. So we're setting mm-hmm. ourselves up for failure, and we don't even know it. Um, mm-hmm. The, the method that BJ designed, the Tiny Habits Method, is a breakthrough method that gives people hope and evidence that they can change. And it doesn't rely on willpower. Now, if you think about those habits that you create in New Year's, for your New Year's resolutions or even habits that you create during the year, you know, what are you, you're focusing on motivation. You're mm-hmm. focusing on willpower. And that's mm-hmm. not sustainable. It might last for a week or two. Mm-hmm. And then when life gets in the way, just like you mentioned, you know, the, the um, hierarchy of needs bubbles up and your motivation goes out the window or your willpower goes out the window because that's mm-hmm. what those habits were based on. And as a result, you know, it, it's, it's a formula for failure because it won't work. It's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if you implement the tiny habits method, and it's very much, you know, like, little t- like walking, watching a baby learn how to walk. It's little tiny baby steps. It's making those little tiny incremental changes that lead to huge changes, substantial changes down the road, and actually pretty quickly. Um, the tiny habit method has 
three, com- three basic components to it. And it. It's very, very simple. And like most impactful things in our life, the simple things have the biggest impact. Um, mm. So with tiny habits, the, and I'll just walk you through what, the, what we call the anatomy of a tiny habit. But okay. the first part of a tiny habit is what we call an anchor moment. This is what uh, is a part of your existing routine in your day, your existing habits that you attach mm-hmm. a new behavior to. It acts as a trigger. It tells you when to do that next step, when to do that behavior. Mm-hmm. The second part of anatomy of a tiny habit is what we call a tiny behavior. And it is really, really tiny. Now, you know, working out, um, you know, five days a week, you know, if your news resolution is to work out five <laughs> days a week or go to them five days a week, that's not tiny. No. Um, but yet, but with the, if you plant that seed, that little tiny seed in the right spot, it will take root sprout Mm -hmm. and grow to be as big of a habit as you want it to be. But it's difficult to start it off that big right out of the chute. So, uh, you know, so that little, little tiny behavior is the second part of the anatomy. And to give you sort of a rule of thumb to see, oh, is this, you know, too big or is this tiny enough? uh, That behavior should take 30 seconds or less to complete. And it shouldn't take any willpower or brain power or, motivation to complete. It should be really easy so there's no resistance to that behavior. So there's no reason it's not going to happen. The 30 seconds is a breath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Really? But you know what? That's, you know, that's the starting step. That's a little tiny. That's planting the seed mm-hmm. in the time of your day that you want that habit to, to start to take root, sprout, and grow. And mm-hmm. trust the process. It grows pretty quickly if you want a bigger behavior and a bigger habit. And I'll give you some examples as we go through our discussion today, but it, it really, you know, you've got to start somewhere and the smaller you start, the more likely that seed's going to take root, expand and grow because there's not, you, you don't have the physical, mental or emotional resistance to doing mm-hmm. that habit. For example, um, one of what we call our classic tiny habit recipes is uh, after I brush my teeth, that's the anchor moment. Hopefully everybody does that every day. So, you know, <laughs> that's the anchor moment. So after mm-hmm. I brush my teeth, I will floss one tooth. So if you're not flossing, that tiny behavior is flossing one tooth. That's so tiny. It's like, why wouldn't you do it? You know, there's mm-hmm. no resistance. It, it takes no willpower to floss one tooth. But however, you know, the re- if, you, if you're not flossing all of your teeth right now, you know, think about, well, why am I not doing that? Well, mm-hmm. it might be because you think it's going to take too long or you just, you know, for a number of reasons. But yet, mm-hmm. if you do want to start flossing your teeth, this is a very easy way to start that as a habit. And then the third part of the um, tiny habits method is what we call the instant celebration. And in my opinion, this really is the most important part. It is really what makes a difference, not only in how fast the habit becomes an automatic behavior, but it also mm-hmm. changes your mindset. It changes your outlook on life, and it helps change your identity as to who you see yourself as. So in the case of blocking one tooth, the tiny habit would be after I brush my teeth, I'll floss one tooth and celebrate. Mm-hmm. Celebration is an attachment of a positive emotion to a behavior. It's not going out and getting, getting a piece of chocolate or buying a new pair of shoes or, you know, pouring mm-hmm. yourself a glass of wine. That's not a celebration. That's a reward. Um, uh-huh. Celebration is a, yeah, so there's a clear difference there. Yeah. Um, and some methodologies, methodologies out there, you know, tell you to do a reward. Uh, and mm-hmm. that doesn't create a habit. Yeah, rewards are great. I'm not saying you shouldn't get rewards or do rewards or reward yourself, but rewards do not create habits. It's right. an instant attachment of a positive emotion, feeling good about what you just did. Um, and that, the, um, 
celebration piece tends to be sometimes a sticking point for a lot of people, and particularly women. Why is that? Well, because mm-hmm. we're so hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're always saying, oh, I didn't do this right, or I need to do this better. Or, you know, I mean, we always go through our laundry list of where we fell short or what we didn't do. Wouldn't it be great if we switched that, you know, switched that flip, the flip, switch that perspective, you know, sort of flip that switch to say, mm-hmm. oh, look, I made my bed today, or I fixed a great dinner for my family, or I lost one too. You know, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be great if we attached a better positive emotion to all of our little wins during the day mm-hmm. that we aren't paying attention to right now? We definitely have more wins and successes in our day than we do failures, or, or you know, where we don't fight complete things that we want to, but we never focus on those. We always focus on where we fall short. Yeah. Um, that's true. Celebration. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me give you a couple more examples of some tiny habit recipes, and I'll give you one that has truly changed my life. And uh, in explaining how this has changed my life, uh, let me give you a little background on this. Mm-hmm. Um, shortly after my horse accident, um, the last you know, basically 10 years of my family's life has been really challenging, mm-hmm. largely because of uh, out, outside influences and some of inside influences. But after my son passed away and after I had my horse accident, um, we went through about three or four years where our home building business here in Las Vegas started to struggle. And as mm-hmm. you know, the economy is tanking uh-huh. and your small yeah. family run business. Mm-hmm. And um, it started to struggle. And also during that time, one of my daughters who has bipolar illness um, start, started to cycle and go through a lot of episodes of, of in and out of the hospital. And that was really stressful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's now doing great. But there was Good. a two-year period there where I really wondered if we were going to lose her, too. I was concerned. I mean, I just really, mm. I couldn't sleep at night due to that worry for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that, that period of time also, we lost our business. We just couldn't survive the recession here. And we had mm-hmm. to lay off, like, my brother, my son, my son-in-law, you know, just lay everybody off. It was heartbreaking. Oh, and yeah. as a result of losing our business, we then lost our beautiful five-acre horse ranch, which was my dream. Mm. Um, we had to walk away from that. Mm-hmm. Shortly after that, my husband was diagnosed with early-onset Alzheimer's. So oh, was my goodness. Like, boom, boom, boom. And yeah. it was just, you know, overwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, how am I going to get out of bed every day? How am I going to take care of my kids? How am I going to mm-hmm. get, you know, it's just, just so overwhelming. I felt like I had a 500-pound weight on my shoulders. I just couldn't get off. Yeah, yeah. And this was about the time also that the Tiny Habits Method was emerging as a really effective method in helping people change their lives very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so BJ brought me in to start helping him develop this method. But he also suggested, as I started doing this tiny habit, you know, looking, practicing tiny habits on my own before I started to teach it, he said, you know, Linda, he said, why don't you do this? tiny habit every morning it's called mm-hmm. it's what we call the maui habit and this habit is very very simple but so the habit is after my feet hit the floor in the morning i will say it's going to be a great day and then you celebrate that that mm. little tiny habit and i've done that habit now for four years every single morning no matter where i'm at and yes some days you know people wow. ask, well, you know, some days you know some days are you kidding yourself it's like yes yeah, some days i know it's going to be a hard day Mm-hmm. But I am choosing, to, and I have the habit of starting my day with a win, and mm-hmm. and starting my day with um, a victor mentality as opposed yes. to a victim mentality. 
Yes. That has completely switched my perspective on life. And I can honestly mm-hmm. say, Joyce, that tiny habit has saved my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I would have been without starting to practice that tiny habit of saying it's going to be a great day and celebrating it. Um, That's awesome. I have all- Something so yeah, simple. Just, <laughs> it is so simple. simple. But tell us what your well, reward or your, um, no. What, my celebration? Not, celebration, sorry. Yeah, my celebration, my go-to celebration, I'll give you some more examples of celebrations, but everybody's celebration is a little bit different depending on what makes them feel good, what pulls up mm-hmm. that positive emotion. Um, my celebration is just a two thumbs up and saying, yes, I got it. Yes, or good for me, or way to go. <laughs> um, just a really quick, yes, you know, thumbs up, helps mm-hmm. pull up, you know, a positive emotion for me. It helps reinforce that I'm moving forward. I'm making progress. Even though they're little tiny baby steps, mm-hmm. I am moving forward. Um, mm, now, great. some celebrations are, yeah, they can be simple. They can, like, you know, as you watch sporting events, you know, the Olympics and, and games and stuff like that, you'll see when people uh, achieve, you know, a great uh, event or win, a, win an event or, you know, playing on a team and they make the winning goal, you mm-hmm. know, the natural celebration is the victory celebration where people throw their arms, arms up in a, you know, in a V. Yeah. Um, we all have natural celebrations that may not be you know, a big V, but a good way to find what your natural celebration is, is to take a lot, piece of paper, wad it up, I know we've all done this, and mm-hmm. throw it into a trash can. And when it makes the trash can like a basket, what do you do? What's your natural response? <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah, so that's a natural celebration. That's um, a way that, you know, you naturally feel good mm-hmm. about doing something. As small mm-hmm. as throwing paper in a trash can, it works. Um, but celebrations can be as simple as a positive spot. Um, for mm-hmm. example, BJ often, when we're teaching our coach certification course, he shares one of his celebrations that he uses, which is he has a third grade, he had a third grade teacher that he loved. Her name mm-hmm. is Mrs. Bondietti. And as a third grader, when he was sitting at his desk, when Mrs. Bondietti would walk around and she looked down at his work, she would say, good job, BJ. Mm-hmm. Just reflecting back on that experience pulls up a positive emotion for him. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things that he uses as a celebration. It could be anything that helps you feel good. What happens when you do this, you're basically hacking into your emotions in a good way, mm-hmm. meaning that you are releasing the endorphins and dopamine in your brain, mm-hmm. which makes you feel good, you know, are still good sensors. So right. that positive feeling, subconsciously as well as consciously, makes you want to repeat that behavior again and again that you're trying to create as a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, That's so interesting. Because <laughs> I want to make it harder. <laughs> I want to make it more complex. Oh, we are. Yeah. yeah. We think, no, it should be harder than this. But what we see happen, and we've, you know, we have over a million data points um, through our mm-hmm. Tiny Habits program and Tiny Habits Academy, which I run. I oversee that. Um, mm-hmm. And we have, we've done also some, some third parties have done research with our method as well, some very credible third parties, um, a large research hospital that most people would be familiar with. Um, as well as, you know, uh, Microsoft 365, Kaiser Permanente, you know, there's a, I could list a wow. number of large mm-hmm. corporations that have, mm-hmm. we have worked with, and they've mm-hmm. actually done outside studies mm-hmm. um, on the effectiveness of the tiny habits within the, their workforce. And, uh, you know, we typically know what the results are going to come back like, because we've done this now uh, for four years. We've had over 80,000 people go through our free five-day program, which we do exit surveys every week on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So what we see happen is that when people implement the tiny habits method, they can create habits in five days or less. Hmm. That's amazing. Amazing to me. Yeah, it is. It, and so the 21 days to create a habit is a fallacy. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the 60 days to create a habit, that's a fallacy. It really comes down to, you know, the design of your tiny habit recipe, meaning, you know, what anchor moment are you using? Is it a reliable anchor moment? I meaning, does it happen every day in your life? And is the baby behavior tiny enough? And are you celebrating it? Now, half of the people that I work with, they get the celebration piece. You know, that it's natural to them. They understand it. The other half struggle with celebrations. They think, oh, this is awkward and weird. Why should I do this? I was in that half when I first started to do the tiny habits method, when I was learning that from BJ. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it took me, honestly, probably about two and a half months to get comfortable with celebrating. But it's mm-hmm. so transformative to really realize that even the little wins we have during our day need mm-hmm. to be celebrated. Attach a positive emotion to feel good about. Um, with a lot of women that I work with, a lot of women that I coach, I have to give them permission to celebrate. So I'm going to give that to your listeners. I'm going to say, you need to celebrate. I'm going to give you permission <laughs> to celebrate not only your tiny habits, but all of the wins in your life. Um, that really is a game changer. It was for me. It changed my mindset. What I'm kind of thinking of is, you know, when we make that list in the morning, and we make the list, so the list is our anchor, I would suppose. I don't know that you agree with me. But we're not really creating a new habit. But, you know, we check it off. I love to do the check off. But I don't do the yeah. thing that says, good job. I, I feel it yeah. because I've checked it. Yeah. But um, I was just thinking about that. That's one way we... We can get some feedback that's very positive when we complete our day. But it's not changing a habit. I must um, acknowledge that. Yeah, you've got to attach that positive emotion to it. Now, as far as Mm -hmm. the list, you know, that's typically a list of things that we need to do during the day. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, yeah, you should celebrate those. But as Mm -hmm. far as you say, you know, if if making a list is one of the habits you want to do every day, then you mm-hmm. find the anchor moment to create the list. And maybe it is, you know, after I sit down for my first cup of coffee in the morning, I will write mm-hmm. down my to-do list for the day. And, after, right. you know, then you celebrate the fact that you did that. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, as you check every one of those tasks, celebrate that. You know, say, yes, I'm good job. Yes, I'm making progress. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything that you want to achieve in your life, anything that you want to change is done through our behaviors and habits. It comes down to what we do on a regular basis. Um, right. And we look at routines, like morning routines are so important. There's so much written on morning routines and studies and, you know, mm-hmm. you could spend all day reading about the importance of a morning routine. And if you look at a morning routine, it's comprised of these little tiny habits, these behaviors that you do yeah. in sequence yeah. in your routine. And you can yeah. always slip in um, another habit in between some of those existing routines. Um, for example, I've recently started I'm a meditation gonna... habit. Linda, I'm going to stop you here because we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, right. do you want to pick it up with those little tiny habits? Because morning routine seems to be the one we most easily do. Um, more people have a routine there. So um, anyway, to celebrate that and, <laughs> and embellish it more in our lives is a plus. So we will take a short break here. And when we come back, Linda will share more great ideas with us. 
transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. Now we are talking with Linda Fogg Phillips, and she is sharing something that could change our lives, literally. It's the creation of Tiny Habits. She works with the Tiny Habits Academy, and I have been just fascinated by what she's been telling us this morning. Simple, simple, simple. You get an anchor that you want to put a thought to, then you do a tiny habit behind it, tiny, tiny, tiny now, very simple, and then you give it a celebration or uh, some feeling of excitement, of pleasure around it. Did I say that right, Linda? Yeah, I like that description. Oh, good, good. But you were, (laughs) uh, before the break, you were telling us some, giving us some examples, because I know for myself, I have that routine of making my list every day. Some people make it at night. I tend to make it both places sometimes. But tell us how we can um, do other anchors in the morning to create new habits. Yeah, our morning routines, we all have morning routines, and typically they're pretty set. So if you want to insert little tiny habits or behaviors into your morning routines, that's very reliable. As you know, as our days go on, or as the day, you know, gets later in the day, oftentimes we get off track, mm-hmm. we get sidetracked, or, uh, you know, some a necessity comes up that you need to deal with. So your normal existing routines sometimes will change later in the day. Yeah. Um, morning routines, for example, I, I wanted to start a meditation habit for a couple of years, and mm-hmm. I struggled with that, even though mm-hmm. I know tiny habits, and I'll tell you why I've struggled with it. But I struggled with it, and for a while... I was, I was wanting to create a meditation routine because I should. The mm. word should, whenever you say should, you've got mm-hmm. to really ask yourself, is this something that you really want to do or is this something that you're feeling for some other reason you're doing mm-hmm. that maybe you're not fully committed to? And I knew I should start to med- a meditation routine, and I, it just felt overwhelming to me. And so for mm-hmm. years, every year, 
I think, okay, I really should do meditation. I really should start to do this. And it never happened because I really, that wasn't really a strong want for me Yes. until this year. And mm-hmm. actually in December, it became a really strong desire. It's like, okay, I really do want to learn how to meditate. I want to include meditation in my daily routine. Mm-hmm. And so once it really became a strong desire and strong want, that's when it started to work for me. So um, I started looking at my day and thinking, okay, when's the best time for me to meditate? When would mm-hmm. be a good time? And I do want to eventually meditate for 20 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So as I started, and that's a long time. That's not tiny at all. No. <laughs> but so as I started looking at, yeah, at my day, I thought the most reliable time for me to meditate is going to be in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, sometimes I don't have an extra 20 minutes in the morning, and that's fine. That's okay. In fact, oftentimes I don't. In fact, I've started to get up a little bit early, so it gives me that little, uh, little buffer time. Mm-hmm. But what I started to do is I designed a tiny habit recipe of after I brush my teeth, and that includes flossing, but after I brush and floss my teeth, I will mm-hmm. go sit in my meditation chair. Now, there's ah. a chair in my home. It's in my mm-hmm. family room. It's a nice, big, comfortable chair. Mm-hmm. And I designate that as my meditation chair. My bathroom is, you know, I'll just walk out the door of my master bedroom and my, my living room is right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can go and sit in that chair. So the tiny habit is after I brush my teeth, I will sit in my meditation chair and celebrate. Mm-hmm. Meaning to think, good job, way to go. Mm-hmm. Now, if I want to go ahead and meditate, I can. That's extra credit, but that's not the tiny habit. Um, so, you know, the tiny habit is just sitting in the chair and celebrating. Or it could be, you know, just oh. closing your eyes and taking a deep breath. So it's a little tiny behavior mm. that either gets you ready to do the bigger behavior or is a smaller version of the bigger behavior. Mm-hmm. So for me, sitting in my meditation chair is what we call a starter step. It's a way to make behaviors tinier. So it's yes. putting me on the path of being able to meditate. And I'm happy to say, you know, this morning and yesterday and um, what, what day, anyway, the day before, uh, mm-hmm. I was able to actually meditate for 20 minutes because I planted that tiny seed in that time of my day. So yes. this is now that for a week, for a full week, I have done the 20 minute meditation. Now, well, congratulations. I get up, sit in a chair. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. amazing. I never awesome. realized. I mean, I always heard, I always heard people talk about meditation. Meditation's like, oh well, whatever. That sort of woo woo. But it really has <laughs> been impactful for me. Um, my my perception of that was sort of wrong. But yes. anyway, so, you know, tomorrow I might get up, brush my teeth, go sit in my meditation chair and go, okay, good, I did it. I don't really have time for this right now and, and mm-hmm. be along my way. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. kept that habit alive in that spot of my day that I've decided to plant that seed. Now, now how, how did your progression work? Um, how did you get from taking the breath as your beginning step for meditation, how did you progress? Did you take a breath for a week and then move into another? See, I'm very regimented here. I gotta have a plan. <laughs> or how did you how did you get to the twenty minutes? And when did you start this? I started this habit in December, and oh. you know, it didn't grow. Yeah, I started doing it at the end of December. Okay. Um, it was That's before New Year's. Good. It wasn't one of my New Year's resolutions because I really don't believe in those anymore because <laughs> they are I, – I, I personally feel, and BJ agrees with me, that if you try to create a habit and a new behavior and you fail, it doesn't mm-hmm. work, it's much mm-hmm. more damaging than not doing anything at all. Mm-hmm. If you're rewriting your identity as someone who fails or someone who can't do this. Yes. So, And so, yeah, you might hear me saying, you know, or think that I'm saying, hey, lower the bar. Mm-hmm. I, I am. I'm saying, you know, be more gentle and kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Set your bar low 
But mm-hmm. know by achieving that on a consistent basis and feeling good about that, the mm-hmm. bar will naturally rise. That habit will naturally grow. Mm-hmm. It will naturally expand. So there's not necessarily a time frame or a progression. Um, you know, my clients sometimes are often saying, okay, should I do my tiny habit for a week and then grow it the second mm-hmm. week and the third week? It's mm-hmm. like, you know what? It will grow naturally. As long as you're attaching a positive emotion to it and it's planted in the part of your day that it has room to grow and expand, it will grow naturally. So it's just like, you know, any other, and we use a plant analogy a lot with the tiny habits method because it really is like that. As long as you don't force that plant to grow too fast, it will mm-hmm. be sustainable and it'll be a long-term habit. Mm-hmm. So we look at habit formation as a skill. I don't mm-hmm. know that anybody else has ever really designated habits, you know, forming habits as a skill. Mm-hmm. And in light of that, it's a skill that you are going to constantly practice and fine-tune and get better and better at. You're not going to be perfect at, it, at habit formation at the beginning. You probably won't be perfect at habit formation at the end of your, of your life. Mm-hmm. There's still habits that I try to create sometimes that don't work for me the way I want to, and it's not a failure. It's just like, okay, I've got to go back and look at my tiny habit recipe. And we call it a recipe because we want it to be fluid, to be able to change components of it to make it work the way you want it to work. So let's go back, for example, to my meditation habit. Let's imagine mm-hmm. that the morning just wasn't working for me. It just wasn't really happening, happening consistently, and I was struggling with it. Mm-hmm. That's when I take a step back and I think, you know, maybe my anchor moment is the wrong anchor moment. Or maybe that time of day that I'm trying to plant that seed is the wrong time of day. Maybe mm-hmm. there's too many other conflicts and things like yeah. that to take care of at that time. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's a failure. It just means, okay, let's look at my day and see what other existing routines that I have where I can plant that seed. Maybe I need, you know, it's like planting a, a, a tree. Is it in the front yard or is mm-hmm. it backyard, side yard? You know, where is the best spot for that, that tree? Yeah. And where's the best spot for this new habit? And maybe I'd look at my existing routine and say, okay, I think evening is really going to be a better time because I have more time that I can designate to being able to meditate if that's what I really, truly want to do and let mm-hmm. that habit grow and expand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, what I, you know, when you're talking about existing routines and anchor moments, one of the exercises that I have my coaches do in, in training, and I'm going to share this with your listeners, so you guys are getting an extra bonus. Um, <laughs> but one of the routines that I have my coaches do when they go through their training is make a list of 50 existing routines that they have in their daily life. So mm-hmm. most, most of us, yeah, most of us know what a, a food log is. You know, you log everything that you yeah. eat during the day. This is the exact same idea where mm-hmm. I have my coaches, and, and they do this with their clients as well, and I do as well with my clients. I don't make them have them do 50. I have them do about 25. Yeah. But, so Even 25 would day, be a challenge. <laughs> Not it might be. It might be. But you know what? You'll be surprised once you start looking for your existing routines that you do during the day, how many mm-hmm. you really truly have. So from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, list everything that you do, every existing routine. Oh, you know, brushing okay. your teeth, taking a shower, okay. you know, going, going to the bathroom, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. um, you know, cook, making, making breakfast, fixing your coffee, yes. getting dressed. You know, there's so many existing routines that we do sometimes that we don't even pay attention to. Mm-hmm. An example of this is if you, in fact, you know, your listeners might want to do this if they're not driving, um, <laughs> fold your arms. Fold your- okay. Hello? I think Linda folded her arms and knocked herself off there. <laughs> I think. She'll be calling back in. One of the um, 
One Another anchor that she was telling me about yesterday when we were visiting prior to the call was one on gratitude that she was creating. And so she has a pillow gratitude where she thinks at night of one thing before she goes to sleep. I thought that was really good. Another anchor moment that she has is after she goes to the bathroom, which, you know, ladies, we... We go 15, 20 times a day. That she always gets up or makes a thought about somebody who changed her life. Isn't that wonderful? How easy that would be to offer that person that changed your life, maybe brought dinner over for you after surgery or did a nice act for you. All has been forwarded to an automated voice message. Or that teacher, we're trying to get her back, or that teacher that made that impact on you and changed your life, really changed your life. So many simple things. Somebody that stops by just to check on you. Saying a grateful thank you for that person, thank you for that person in my life, is one way that you not only can have a positive moment that will bring a raising of your energy, which will give you positive vibes, and you will receive positive vibes, but you will also be blessing that person. Oh, I like that so much. So tiny habits is a way for us to simply incorporate some of those habits into our daily life that we really want them there. Because when we don't complete a habit, when we aren't doing something that we feel we would like to do, then it sends negative emotions, negative messages to us saying, I'm a failure. I can't do this. Why am I doing this? And I have to tell you, I've been there as well. I think we're so human (laughs) and we're so programmed. And we've heard that from teachers, from our mothers, our fathers, our aunts, our uncles, that when we don't do what we intended to do, we send these horrible messages to ourselves rather than looking at some sort of solution. Anyway, the solution that we need to remember today is to find the anchor and attach an action to it. Brush your teeth, right after your teeth, floss your teeth. But not the whole mouth, just one tooth. So simple. Wouldn't you naturally want to do the whole mouth? I would. I think of bigger completions. I think in completing the act. But remember, we're building the habit. So with that, this method gives us grace so that we have time to develop into a steady habit. I was amazed when she said that she started wanting to meditate because you know meditation has fabulous benefits for you. All sorts of connection, of listening to your inner voice, of listening to your God or your higher being or your energy. 
listen to, you have to quiet yourself to be able to listen to yourself. Isn't that interesting? But if you can do that, that's why everybody with great potential, lots of growth, have some sort of practice in reflecting and getting in touch with himself. So the meditation, when she started in December, she didn't jump into the 20 minutes, which is recommended by many. There's some that meditate all day. Oh, Linda, are you back? I'm back. Oh, we missed you. But I'm going over this meditation. So just a minute and I'm going to finish. But so some people want you to go longer or they love to meditate longer. But getting to the 20 minutes in the just those baby steps that she took in getting her to her to her 20 minutes meditation is just um a wonderful way to start the practice of meditation. So now I want to go back to Linda. Linda, we missed you. Oh, I'm you? so sorry. I must have folded my arms and blinked and like Jean disappeared. That's <laughs> what I said. She folded her arms and left. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. Anyway. Oh. Okay. Hopefully you don't all have your arms still folded. But if you, okay. do, if you do, great. Oh, yeah. If not, fold your arms real quick. Yep. And... Notice which one's on top. Nobody blink and blink me away this time. But, so look at which arm is on top. <laughs> okay, now unfold your arm and mm. fold it so the other arm is on top, the opposite one. Okay. That's sort of hard, huh? It is. <laughs> because everything that we do in life is part of a habit. We're used to doing it. And folding your arms is no different. Mm-hmm. So as you look at your existing daily routines, that's what we were, I think we were talking about, you know, write down every existing routine that you have and start looking for those routines. Um, mm-hmm. one of, and you have them all throughout your life. These are anchor moments that you can use to create new habits with. Mm-hmm. One of the existing, um, one of the habits that my oldest daughter has, which I think is a remarkable habit, is she loves to listen to audiobooks. And she listens mm. literally to anywhere from five to seven audiobooks a month. And mm-hmm. I go, gee, how does she do that? Mm-hmm. It's a habit for her. And her tiny habit is after I get in my car and start the ignition, mm-hmm. I will push play on my audiobook. So mm-hmm. it's a really simple, tiny behavior that puts her on the path of listening to audiobooks. Now, notice that the habit isn't I will listen to audiobooks, it's I will push play. And she's done ah. that, but of course, she starts listening yep. to the book as she's driving her kids around. And as mm-hmm. a result, she has the habit of getting through a lot of books in a given month. She drives quite a bit. Mm, yes. um, so anything that we want to create as a habit, any new behavior can be created in this exact same way. It's finding where it fits in your day, finding that anchor moment that can act as a trigger that tells you to do that tiny habit, that new behavior, and making that habit so tiny that it's easy to do. There's no resistance before mm-hmm. doing that. And mm-hmm. then when that little tiny behavior happens, Celebrate it. Attach a positive emotion. Feel good about it. Whatever your celebration is that reinforces that habit, be sure and do that. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, the habit will grow and expand naturally and organically if you've planted it in a spot where it has the room to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, by the I way, I wanted to share with you, Linda, that when I celebrate, my hands go up in the air. I love that feeling. It's powerful. <laughs> it's powerful. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. 
You know, there has been a study on that, that that is a natural, innate human way to celebrate from the time we were little children. So that's great. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me share a few more case studies of habits and how they've really changed people's lives in a very small, simple way. One of my clients wanted to lose weight. Now, you know, that's not really so different than many of us. And so Mm -hmm. he was creating habits around, you know, a healthier lifestyle. And mm-hmm. one of the tiny habits that he created was after he um, started the start, after he pushed the start button on his coffee maker, he would pack a healthy snack in his work bag mm-hmm. um, so that, you know, during lunch, he'd eat something healthy. Um, at the end of the very first week, he reported back to me that he had saved $35 because he was not hitting the mm-hmm. vending machine anymore. Mm-hmm. Every day he was packing, you know, he actually started packing more than one healthy snack. Um, so he's packing healthy snacks that he would eat during the day instead of hitting up the vending machine, and he mm-hmm. lost three pounds. Now, you know, men lose weight much faster than women, but he lost mm-hmm. three pounds because he wasn't eating the junk food. But he mm-hmm. said also what happened when he went to the grocery store, he went to the sections that had healthy food options. So he could mm-hmm. pack a healthy snack, and he filled mm-hmm. his cart with healthy options as mm-hmm. opposed to the junk food that sometimes he would buy. So as you can see, he was making little incremental incremental changes mm-hmm. to creating a healthier lifestyle in his life. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, you know, the little yeah. tiny interventions, the little tiny habits really do expand to be bigger habits and have a bigger impact on our life if we start really small and nurture yeah. those. Yeah. Um, uh, one, one thing I was going, I really wanted to touch on is um, the ha- you, know, you can use anchor moments that are emotional anchors or thought anchors. They're a little more difficult to use in a tiny habit recipe, but you can use them if you're aware that they're happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, uh, you know, Dr. Daniel Amen, I know we've talked about him a little bit. You and I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. An incredible, mm-hmm. incredible man, brain health yes. specialist. I've done some work for him in creating tiny habits for his client, his patients, and mm-hmm. his clients in his online behavior or online um, brain built life program. And one of the areas that he's really focused on, which I do think is an important area, especially for women, is overcoming automatic negative thoughts. I think we all mm. have them. And sometimes yes. they rule our life, and they yes. also dictate who we think that we are. And it's not accurate. Mm-hmm. So some of the tiny habit recipes that I helped him create for his clients, and he called it killing the ants, killing the automatic <laughs> negative thought. Oh. When an automatic, yeah, so when an automatic negative thought comes up, the tiny habit, here, you've got to recognize that that's happening. That's the, your anchor mm-hmm. moment. But mm-hmm. one of the tiny habits that we created for him was you question whether or not that really is true. When in most no. cases, it's not. But, it, it, you know, when something comes up, you go, you know what, it's not really true. No, it's not. Celebrate. Good job. Well, maybe it is, <laughs> but it is, usually it's not. Or when you're feeling angry towards somebody or feeling resentful. For example, um, I have a daughter that a year and a half ago went through a really sad divorce. Um, mm-hmm. Her husband... When she was six months pregnant, decided he didn't want to be married anymore and walked out on him, mm. uh, on her. I mm. had some really, and sometimes I still do, had some really angry, resentful feelings towards him. And so whenever his name came up, it would just make me feel angry. It, it really mm-hmm. made me, it, it triggered just a really bad feeling that I didn't want to have in my life. Right. And so the tiny habit that I started to create was when anybody said his name, mm-hmm. I, would, I would send love and forgiveness his way. Mm. And just, you know, I, and that took a little time for me to really 
get happy with that habit because it wasn't really something I wanted to do at that time, but I know that it was something mm-hmm. that was important for me mm-hmm. to, to process those feelings of anger and resentment. And so over the course, you know, now, yeah, I still don't really like the guy very much because he, in my opinion, shirks his responsibilities. But right. anyway, <laughs> that's another story. But yet <laughs> I now don't feel the anger and resentment towards him that I did in the first few months when mm-hmm. he left my daughter. Um, I now feel, you know, I, I send forgiveness and love to him. That's just, I know that might sound weird, but what that does is it's changed my mindset. And instead of having the anger and resentment mm-hmm. eat me up, mm-hmm. I've been able to, you know, use it mm-hmm. as a positive experience as opposed to a negative experience. Well, you know, uh, my coaching is, um, I like to coach women that are creating their lives again after divorce. And one of the big steps, and you mentioned that the reason we need to do it is because when we are so angry at someone, and that certainly I'm not saying that it's not justified or it's a part of every divorce, that we go almost, when we think of that partner, um, we almost put ourselves into a a rigid board sometimes, which you cannot imagine what that does to your system, to your body. And so we need to be able to start with this habit, as Linda's pointing out, just sending some grace that day. It doesn't have to be I forgive him because I think it needs to be a baby step. But it certainly needs to be something positive that says, I sent you grace today. Something that can start shifting you from where you are. Because I don't want you to do that to your body anymore. And it will lead to something even more wonderful. You have a wonderful gift that I'd love for you to tell my listeners about that they can uh, partake in. Yes, and Joyce, as you know, I think you just enrolled in this program or in, in our five-day program. It's just yes. a program, and it's it's literally life-changing. Um, we've taken over, like I said, I think over eighty thousand people through this program, and we see hope and just basically hope returning return to people's lives, and mm-hmm. evidence that they can make changes and gives them back the power that they can design the life that they want to live. It's our free five-day tiny habits program. Um, you can sign up for it at tinyhabitsacademy.org. There's mm-hmm. a, a, a bar on my website where you can click on it, and it will put you into our program. We run it every single week of the year. Um, wow. You can repeat it and go through it as many times as you want. We have people that go through it many, many times. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that, and we, we oftentimes will actually sign you to a coach that will help you through that ah. week and give you guidance and direction. We don't charge for it. And, in fact, they keep telling BJ, why don't we charge? You know, we, should be, we need to be charging for this. People tell us all the time how valuable it is. It's changed mm-hmm. their life. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to charge for it simply because mm-hmm. this is a tool that we know the more people that learn and start implementing in their lives, mm-hmm. the better the world's going to be for them individually and for us as a whole. Mm-hmm. So take advantage of this program. It's a great program. Well, I want you to know I led off with you all for you all today. So I hope you'll come and join me because I do think this is such and I have some habits I want to create in my life. So I want you to join me in this. I'm going to do it the first week of March. Not that we'll be talking if you do it then too. But we'll um, go and they will, they, they have times that you do this. So 
um, every week, right, Linda? Is every yeah. week you do that? That's amazing. Yeah, as as you, yeah, if you sign up before Saturday night, or sometimes Saturday morning, DJ sometimes cuts it off, or, you know, Saturday morning. If you sign up before mm-hmm. Saturday, you'll be included in the following week's program. I mean, you'll wow. immediately get sent the instructions on how to create county habits. DJ's recorded some really short videos where he'll Oops. walk you through that process, and then we'll assign you, put you in a group. That sounds wonderful. So I encourage you all to take this step to help you start creating some habits. I know you're frustrated. We're all, we're human. So, you know, I hope you've enjoyed talking and listening to Linda's words of wisdom and sharing her, the, the tiny habit Academy and what they teach and the three steps to changing, um, and creating the three steps to creating a new habit. Linda, this has just been awesome. I, I could have you back many more times so we could go through this. And I know that you just have so much to share. I, tried to share what I we had discussed while you left us but we're so <laughs> I'm so glad you came back well so thank, 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 you, thank you so much Joyce yes thank you so much too so as you all see we have so much out there that's available to us I hope you'll be with us next week when we try and introduce you to something else and that you'll take action this week signing up for this program thank you for being Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services 